0: I'm Michael Knowles, here to tell you that Rules for Retrogrades, the book and the show, are out now. And you absolutely need to check it out before the Thought Police confiscate all of it and lock you away. Rules for Retrogrades out today. Counter-disruption. We're disrupting the plans of the radicals. Everyone pick up a copy if you don't already have one. And if you do have one... Please leave a review in all the relevant places so that we get it in the hands of all the people that need it. Rolls for Retrogrades, rise! Welcome, Parish Orphans and Retrogrades, in these interesting times. Today, I am thrilled and honored to bring you my friend, Mr. John Zmirak, who is Senior Editor at The Stream. He wrote an extremely important article less than 24 hours ago called I know Sydney Powell she is telling the truth so many hundreds of thousands have viewed it already John welcome to the show thanks a million for coming Thank you Tim Excellent article and timely article can you start out by telling my audience a little bit about how you know Sydney Powell the woman who's kind of at the center of the world right now
1: Yeah well I worked in PR in New York for a conservative PR firm there aren't that many of those and uh, someone started coming into the office and sharing office space with us. She was one of our clients for her book. Uh, and I met her. Her name was Sydney Powell. I'd never heard of her. And she had written a book. Um, I didn't know anything about it. But then I sat down to try to read the book, and it was so chilling. It was so gripping. It was so powerful. It's called License to Lie. It's nonfiction, but it reads like a thriller. It reads like a nightmarish thriller. Sydney Powell used to be a federal prosecutor. She's a conservative evangelical Christian. She used to be a federal prosecutor. She saw the abusive ways in which federal prosecutors were targeting innocent citizens and companies because of their politics. Either the prosecutor had a personal grudge or he didn't like the politics of the defendant, of the company or the person. People like Andrew Weissman would target and destroy people they had grudges against. And one of the things they would do is they would get hide exculpatory evidence. Now, that is one of the greatest th- sins a prosecutor can commit. You have evidence that would help the defense. Legally, you are required to turn that over to the judge and to the defendant because as the prosecutor, you represent the interests of justice. You represent the interests of the people. You are supposed to be seeking the objectively correct outcome. You're not just trying, supposed to be trying to win. That's for the defense attorney. But the prosecutor has a higher bar to clear because, guess what, in our country we have the presumption of innocence. Some countries don't. We do. So these federal prosecutors would get evidence that argued against the guilt of the defendants and they would just bury it. She was outraged. She quit and became a defense attorney, and she defended companies and individuals from abusive federal prosecutors. Uh, one of the people she saw lawlessly destroyed was Senator Ted Stevens of Alaska. He fell afoul of of some left wing prosecu- federal prosecutors. They made up a corruption case against him. They they forced I think they forced him to resign from the Senate. He died in a plane crash. And after he died, the evidence came to light that he had been 100% innocent. So a U.S. senator is not safe from these people. In the Enron investigation, while many people at Enron were crooked, Arthur Anderson, their accountant, were not crooked. But Andrew Weissman, I believe, as I remember from the book, uh, decided that Arthur Anderson had to be sacrificed too. One of the five top accounting firms in the country with thousands of people working there with pensions and health plans and families, that company was completely destroyed for the crime of having been the accounting firm that Enron happened to use. Sydney Powell was so outraged by that, she took time off from her practice for like two years. Imagine giving up your income for two years to write, research and write the book License to Lie. Then she could no mainstream publisher was interested in it. I think they were scared. So she published it herself and hired a publicist. We were those publicists. So I used to see Sydney every day. I would go to lunch with Sydney, and she told me these stories. And one thing I took away from that is this is a woman willing to give up everything. She gave up her income. She spent her own money. She was spending her own money staying in a hotel in New York so she could be close to the media so she could get the story out there of these abusive prosecutors. Andrew Weissman was the protege of Christopher Ray. The deep state apparatchik, who for some reason is still head of the FBI, the guy who decided to keep the Hunter Biden laptop secret, even though it would have been the exculpatory evidence for President Trump's impeachment trial. You getting the, you getting the picture? They hide exculpatory evidence. They're crooks in government. So, Sydney's background is exposing crooks in government. Sydney has made enormous personal sacrifices. Then she went to defend General Flynn because she saw crooks in government in the deep state had colluded to destroy him. Why? Because he would have cleaned out the deep state. He would have gotten rid of people like Ray, people like Weissman, people like Peter Stroke. All those people would have been gone, so they had to get rid of him, so they cooked up fake charges. I really think in many ways President Trump's term in office really ended before it began. When General Flynn was pressured into resigning and Jeff Sessions was fooled into recusing himself, it's over. Then it was just a circus for four years of Democrats obstructing, investigating, undermining, and sabotaging the presidency of the United States in order to annul the results of the 2016 election. And now, if Sydney tells me she has evidence they tried to steal this election, one that doesn't surprise me, they tried to annul the last one. Two, she is of impeccable personal integrity and honest and has sacrificed enormously in the cause of justice. And three, she and Rudolph Giuliani and Jenna Ellis, by going public... In a press conference and making these very grave charges against a very big company, Dominion, that has ties to George Soros, friendly billionaires, deep pockets, ties to foreign governments like that of Venezuela, probably ties to China. I can't prove that part. Uh, They could be destroyed in a defamation suit. Jonathan Turley, a distinguished legal analyst, one of the few who's nonpartisan out there, he said if they don't have the proof of these things they're alleging – they are going to be subject to the biggest libel and defamation suit in the history of the world because as attorneys, if you make charges in court, that's one thing. You're protected as, as just being working for your client. But by making these charges outside of a courtroom, these distinguished people, Rudolph Giuliani, who took down the New York mafia, who saved New York and turned it around, Jenna Ellis, distinguished attorney, no record of corruption No record of being a partisan hack. Sidney Powell, who sacrificed everything in the interest of justice. All these people's lives are over. If they can't make a decent case that this is true, they'll probably be disbarred. They'll probably be sued into bankruptcy, not to mention the fact they're getting some very dangerous people angry.
0: Yeah, let me read the actual Jonathan Turley tweet. He said, the only clear defense to a potential defamatory claim against him is truth. Is this perhaps why Ms. Powell's character is such a proof surrogate in the best possible conception? It's a viable proof surrogate for the evidence she's sitting on? There's a, she's, she's got everything to lose.
1: That's right. I mean, and you know who has nothing to lose? Journalists. The journalists who hyped the Russia collusion story based on nothing. For all those years, who, who, the same people who treated Nick Sandman as a neo-Nazi, the same people who reported with a straight face that Brett Kavanaugh and Mark Judge had run a teenage rape gang, none of these people have paid any price. They haven't been sued for libel. I guess in Nick Sandman's case, a few people were sued for libel. Um, But none of them lost their jobs. None of them lost their reputations. They have nothing to lose and everything to gain by kissing up to what they think is an incoming Biden administration. The same people who refused to report on Hunter Biden's laptop, pretended it didn't exist, said it's not certified. It's not verified. It's not verified. They just ran out the clock till the election. And now we're not supposed to think about that. It doesn't matter, even though it was proven, even though Tony Bobolinski came forward, even though the FBI verified that this was really his laptop. That's all gone. That's in the past. Shut up. Move along. Nothing to see here. These people have nothing to lose by lying. Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis have everything to lose by even being careless. I think it's obvious Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, Rudy Giuliani have seen evidence and they believe it. In America, we, we try things in court, not the court of public The This evidence will go to judges. God willing, those judges are honest. This information needs to be taken seriously. Instead, Instead, even Fox News, they're conducting a defamation campaign against these three brave people national review is accusing them of being insane national review has already decided to (sighs) to to go work with the germans they're they're vichy conservatives they've already decided that we want to be on good terms with the new regime so they they've they've rewritten their resumes in german and are running up to the troops as they march into paris applying for jobs in the collaborationist government um it's vile it's absolutely disgraceful if this is true, if there's a 20% chance this is true, we need to look into it before we certify an election for someone who might have engaged in this. Look, and the look. fact that these people are so incurious about it. No, no, I don't want to hear it. It's going to upset me. I might get in trouble. Maybe I'll get in trouble under the Biden regime. You know, Maybe they'll audit me. Maybe they'll put me under investigation. They'll take away my nonprofit status. The cowardice we're seeing around us is absolutely contemptible.
0: Look, John, the only claim over the last two weeks uh, from my perspective for which I see zero evidence is itself the claim that there's zero evidence for electoral fraud by Biden. you claim on and I, I take your word that Powell's character is sole evidence for
1: it's a reason not to dismiss this out of hand.
0: It's and, one and, more. It's one more right. reason not to dismiss this out of hand. But in response to all the Vichy conservatives, including Ross Duthit at the New York Times, there's lots of evidence. I could either believe these Vichy conservatives or I could believe my own lying eyes. On right. November the 3rd, November the 4th, that was really, really odd. There are several oddities that must be investigated In my view, and I'm a non practicing JD myself, there's a lot more than a 20% chance that this evidence is viable, plus what you're saying about her character and all that she has to lose, along with Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani. Give me a break.
1: We went to bed thinking that, that Trump was ahead. We found out they'd stopped counting in the middle of the night, trucks were arriving with ballots. All of a sudden, only in the key states, thousands of ballots suddenly arrived just for Biden, not voting for any down-ballot candidates with perfectly filled-in circles as if a machine had done it, uh, in cities that are renowned for Democrat electoral corruption. But you're insane. National Review says you're insane. You're out of your mind for even wondering about this. Do you know who used to like to throw the insanity charge around a lot? The Soviet Union. When somebody was a political dissident, they, d- they stopped in the 1960s, imprisoning them explicitly for their politics. Instead, they would put them in psychiatric institutions and say yeah. that they had some sort of sluggish schizophrenia. They came up with these fake diagnoses for people who disagreed with the regime. Because if you didn't like communism, obviously you were an antisocial character with mental problems. And they would torture them and give them electroshocks and drug them in, in, into, into torpor in these mental institutions – It disgusts me to see self-styled conservatives and Catholics in America engaging in these Soviet tactics towards people who are putting everything on the line and have only begun to make their case. No, don't pay attention to the case. Don't pay no, you're insane. You're crazy. What they mean is you're crazy, you're getting the the deep state angry, and we don't want to get the deep state angry. We don't want the Germans mad at us. We'll play ball. It's clear we need to be part of the new order.
0: Ross Douthat insinuated that Sidney Powell is a cynical political hack, which I find extremely
1: rich. It's very rich coming from him. Ross Douthat tried to help Hillary Clinton get elected. How did he do that? A week before the election. He he wrote an article in the New York Times saying that to vote for Donald Trump was the moral equivalent of murdering abortionists on the street. It was an act of civil war. And I feel particularly incensed that he dared to quote me to that effect. I had written an article on why it is wrong to use violence against abortionists. And I said the argument is it would start a civil war. That's the only reason it's wrong. But it's a good one. We don't want a civil war. But if there were a civil war going on – that wouldn't apply anymore. So I said, don't start a civil war to to use violence against people doing something that's currently legal. It means starting a civil war, and if you're going to start a civil war, just war requirements apply. It has to be have likelihood of success. It has to be proportional. It has to do less damage than the damage it's rectifying. It has to be the last resort after every other means have been exhausted. And I said, it doesn't meet that test. Shooting abortionists Ross Douthat said voting for Donald Trump was the same as shooting an abortionist. He said it a week before the election. Clearly, he wanted to help Hillary Clinton win. Clearly, he wants to help Joe Biden win. So... To me, he has zero credibility. He just wants to keep his job at the New York Times. And there's not a single major liberal paper that has a single pro-Trump conservative. Every single conservative so-called that they had is anti-Trump. Every single one. So Ross knew if he wants to keep his plum job and keep getting invited to speak at universities, on panels, about Catholic social teaching or his latest boring book – He's going to have to toe the line and be anti-Trump too. And now he's trying to help Joe Biden steal the, the election.
0: Beta, so, Very I'm, low I'm, T. I'm
1: just it's, done with these people.
0: No, so am I. And I don't, I never even met Duthit, but, but, uh, you know, he's, he's back backwards insinuated things about my, my neck of the Catholic landscape and I don't appreciate it. I, I want to talk about this concept. You used the word, not me, civil war. So let me, let me formulate this here. Miss Powell, in her press conference last night, mentioned three-letter agencies who have partaken in this sort of bloodless coup before, namely, probably the CIA. Is she, Miss Powell, and the team, fully apprised on the ins and the outs, the intricacies of color revolution? Because it's what's well, I'm
1: happening. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. So what she was insinuating, I'll outright state, we did... We, our CIA, performed a coup in Ukraine because we didn't like the guy they elected, so we overthrew him the guy we liked. We have audio of the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine talking to one of her friends or associates saying, well, we're going to overthrow this guy, but we haven't figured out who we want to replace him yet. So the CIA was appointing the ruler of Ukraine. It just happened, and this is under Obama, that the Ukrainian government that came in is the one that helped make Joe Biden rich all purely a coincidence, right? Hmm. Furthermore, you know that disgusting piece of propaganda, Francesco, the movie about Pope Francis? Mm-hmm. The, the gay leftist filmmaker who made it, his previous film, was a propaganda film about how great the CIA coup in Ukraine was. And so know that. what it looks like is that the same people who overthrew the government of Ukraine may have been involved in using Dominion software to steal its election. That's what we have to find out. And any, anybody in the media who wants to stop us from even looking into that, who wants to discredit and defame and personally libel the whistleblowers and the, and the president's team, well, they're not, they don't deserve to be called a journalist. They're just a propagandist.
0: A week before the election, uh, Michael Anton former Trump security advisor, came on this show and called out Biden's shots. He called it out with striking uh, similitude to what actually happened. According to him, you know, phase one would be you try to win on on the off chance that Biden could beat Trump. Yeah, right. And then you use electoral fraud. We're in phase two now with the complete and total media shutout of Trump or any of his agents. Speaking on his behalf, look, it was only like Fox News, who I'm surprised even covered it, Newsmax and like One America News that covered that groundbreaking press conference last night. What if it comes to a phase three? Because, see, I think that you're the one that said it, Civil War, and I'm just going with that. I think that phase three has something to do with Trump calling the Mideast troops home. He knows that he's got real evidence and his legal team headed by Ms. Powell have real evidence. And the left is not going to like it, and they're not going to be able to freeze it out by their media apparatus simply not covering his well, press we'll conferences. See.
1: We'll, well, we'll see. That's what I, 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 I actually said the president should be willing to use the emergency broadcasting network to speak to the country about this. That way the networks can't shut him out. This is a national emergency. If there is a serious chance uh, this that this election has been stolen using... Software controlled or developed by foreign communist governments, that's really serious. And the fact that some some people don't even want us to think about it. They don't even want us to question it. They're making fun of Giuliani's hair. They're, they're making fun of Sidney Powell's clothes. They're making fun of Jenna Ellis' smile. I mean, these, it's, it's, it's like a magician waving a silk handkerchief. Don't look at what my left hand is doing. Right. Um, don't people have any self-respect to exercise some scr- some some skepticism when every media outlet is coordinated as if they're getting faxes in the morning telling them what to say, and they're all saying it in lockstep, maybe you should be suspicious because they kind of sound like the Polish communist media in 1970. Maybe don't trust those people who are all reading off the same script.
0: Jenna Ellis, you said you don't know her. I don't happen to know her. I follow her on Twitter. She was... Amazing, particularly her first 90 seconds of claims when she got on the mic last night. She was calling out the shot of the media apparatus, what they're going to be doing. She didn't know that Giuliani's hair was going to do what it was going to do, but she basically described it in generic form, you know, without the specific differences, to use the domestic language. She basically said, this is what you punks are going to do. You're the cynical hacks. Ross that, all the people that, that don't want you thinking about this, all the way up to their masters at CNN and and MSNBC and the people behind them. And they fell right in line. They did precisely what what Jenna Ellis said they were going to do.
1: That's right. That's right. And uh, if you fall for it, American citizens, you deserve the tyranny that's coming. Remember, these Democrats unleashed mobs to burn our cities, and the police stood by and let it happen. They did. The only people who got arrested were people like Kyle Rittenhouse and Jake Gardner and the McCluskeys who tried to defend themselves. There's a, there's a word for that, a narco-tyranny. The political system right. that's being imposed on us with this election fraud is a narco-tyranny where you use anarchy, like street mobs... To let your political opponents suffer and to right. reward your, fo- your thuggish followers with stolen laptop here or stolen flat screen TV or pair of sneakers there. But if people try to defend themselves, if your political enemies push back, then you use tyranny, you arrest them, you, you – you make up charges of first-degree murder against someone like Kyle Rittenhouse, who was being beaten with a skateboard and chased by a mob, with, including a man with a gun. And you accuse him of first-degree murder when we have video of him defending himself against a horde of armed terrorists. That's the tyranny part. And I have a piece at stream.org, The Theory and Practice of a Narco-Tyranny. And I hope everyone goes and looks it up. Stream.org. What we are seeing is a new political system, anarcho-tyranny. It is the governing ideology of the left. It's not entirely new. The Ku Klux Klan used it when the Democrats wanted to keep get and keep control of the South and disenfranchise black voters. Anarcho-tyranny is what they practiced. They unleashed the Ku Klux Klan or lynched mobs on would-be black voters. And if those black voters got hold of a gun and tried to defend themselves, they would arrest the black voter on gun charges. Does that sound familiar? The the Nazis did the same thing on Kristallnacht in 1938 when they unleashed mobs on Jewish people on synagogues and Jewish-owned stores, and the only people they arrested were Jews who tried to defend themselves. If I I I know it maybe sounds hysterical to talk about the Nazis in America, but but if you're Kyle Rittenhouse sitting in jail for defending yourself against rioters who tried to kill you and you're facing life in prison for that, you know what? It's no different to you. You might as well be in a totalitarian state. How many of us are going to end up like Kyle Rittenhouse or the McCluskeys or Jake Gardner who was goaded to suicide by the persecution of the government of his own state when he was defending his business and his father had was being beaten by a rioter and so he shot someone with a legal gun they persecuted him till he killed himself. That's what these these people are utterly ruthless, and we can't be afraid of them. We can't be afraid of them, or we will lose everything.
0: A. It's precisely the kind of abusive prosecutorial discretion described by Miss Powell in *License to Lie*. That's from right. what I gather. B. I was out at the Stop the Steal rally in D.C. last weekend. I brought my six kids and my wife out there. And you know what I saw and complained about shortly thereafter was DC police that were defending Antifa, which was a vile sight. They were defending Antifa, and they were looking off the nice ladies marching in front of me who kept saying "Back the blue, we love you, cops." They would look them off, and then I didn't witness this with my own eyes. But speaking of anarcho tyranny, I saw a video later that night from a different part of the area that I wasn't in of a guy and his girlfriend. Being chased by an Antifa mob towards sundown, they come to a bunch of cops, the cops turn them back into the mob, they won't help them, and the mob beats them up. In narco tyranny, man, that it's is coming, it's here, it's but the future. That is the
1: future if Joe Biden steals this White House.
0: Yes, yes it so, is. What's well, probably the future anyway. That I mean, might not Trump- be.
1: we have a chance to push back, but I think about this. In 1917 in St. Petersburg, the Bolsheviks only had about 300 guys. They managed to take over one of the largest countries in the world and impose tyranny for 70 years because there weren't 301 other guys ready, willing, and able to push back. And it took 70 years, tens of millions of deaths, prison camps, gulags, murders, secret police, all because nobody had the cojones – in 1917, to stop these thugs. I'm telling you, my fellow Americans, I really believe we may be in such a moment now. And the, mo- the time is now for us to pray, prepare, push back. If we lose President Trump, we might find ourselves in a very bad place with nobody to stick up for us, and it could be very dark here in this country very quickly.
0: Amen. I've been saying the same thing on my end. We are amidst the as-yet-peaceable phases of a color revolution as sure as i sit here it played out exactly as michael anton described on my show a week before the election people should go re-watch that it will get ugly though uglier if the evidence should come out and i believe it will i believe that Sidney powell is sitting on a mountain of evidence and it's again the only claim which has zero evidence to support it, is that there's zero evidence for what we saw on November 3rd. We know, for, as a matter of fact, they have nearly a 1,000 pages of sworn affidavits under the penalty of perjury and by uh, election officials, saying there was three, four, five different kinds of fraud.
1: And the media won't talk about it, except for Eric Metaxas and you, and a few other guerrilla news outlets, but remember, Alexander Solzhenitsyn sitting in a gulag camp, interviewing his fellow prisoners getting their stories writing them on little scraps of paper and hiding them under his mattress he could never have imagined that someday that would he could collect that into the gulag archipelago smuggle it out of the country And that that book alone would discredit communism in Europe and perhaps change the course of the Cold War. That book may be the reason we won the Cold War. But when Solzhenitsyn was writing those things down in that freezing camp in Siberia, he had no way to know that. You and I have no way to know how our prayers, sacrifices, or actions today could influence the flow of history, could influence the kind of world our children and our grandchildren grow up in. I want to, uh, in, when I breathe my dying breaths, I want to know I did everything I could for this country. I, want, I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to think there was one stone I left unturned to protect freedom and religious freedom, personal freedom, gun rights, all the things our ancestors fought and died to leave to us as an inheritance. For we, If we were to squander it, how our descendants would curse us.
0: Amen. That's beautiful, and I, it it, it reflects up. how I feel exactly. All right. God Let's bless. It up there. God bless you, John. God bless C- Sidney Powell, and God bless America. I, I have a lot of hope that the Kraken is going to smite our enemies uh, legally, at least.
1: Let's all say the Saint Michael's prayer a lot in the next few days. We will. be. God bless.